0: traditional order in a, in a traditional church is the first thing you invite people to is a spiritual rhythm, usually a worship service. And so step number one, invite them to a spiritual rhythm. What we're going to advocate is the exact opposite.
1: Welcome to the 1000 Houses podcast where we encourage and equip households to make disciples in and through the home. Every episode, you'll hear interviews, teachings, and conversations around what it looks like to turn your home into a hub for mission, community, and discipleship. So today's episode was taken from one of our coaching intensives called A House for Community, where we provide households with personal coaching for how to build a community and turn your home into a hub for community relationships. So if you're interested in learning more about A Thousand Houses or checking out some of our other resources, visit 1kh.org. Let's jump into today's episode.
0: What we're going to be advocating in these steps is a relationally centric approach. This is very important to distinguish between what happens in traditional churches that have a very events-centered approach. The difference is what makes you feel like you're a part of what's happening or part of the church. In traditional churches, it's primarily those people who are regularly attending the spiritual rhythms of that community. For us, it's going to be relationships. In other words, how close are we? How interdependent are we as a body? And the difference between those two things isn't that there are events in one and no events in the other. There's going to be events in both. Um, So we're going to talk specifically about how they differ, because this can be very tricky. And the problem is that most of us have logged decades of experience in traditional church models. And so there's a tremendous gravitational pull. That's going to bring us right back to thinking about church in the same way that we're familiar with thinking about church. And that's going to be very difficult on trying to establish a relationally centric approach uh, to the way we're building community. Um, And so how do we do this? How do we make sure that all of those years and all that muscle memory doesn't sort of that gravitational pull doesn't suddenly begin to take us back to this events centric direction? And the difference between the two, again, isn't that one has events and one has no rhythmic events. They both should have rhythmic events. The difference is the order of the events that you invite people into. So I'll I'll walk through the traditional order. The traditional order in in a traditional church is the first thing you invite people to is a spiritual rhythm, usually a worship service. And so step number one, invite them to a spiritual rhythm. And then if they start attending that spiritual rhythm regularly, then you start to invite them into something like a like service serving on a on a team or into a small group. And so step 1, you invite them into a spiritual rhythm. Step 2, they engage in a small group or in in a, in a service serving team. And then over time, if you really start to get to know somebody, usually in those smaller environments, you start to develop a personal relationship with them and you start involving them in something that's more of a, a personal uh, rhythms. Um, so, so that's the that's the typical order. What we're going to advocate is the exact opposite, to, to turn that completely on its head. And the first thing you're going to invite people into is a, a, a rhythm around personal relationships. So the, this is going to preserve the relationally-centric uh nature of the community because as soon as you invite somebody to a spiritual rhythm that you don't really know very well that you're not in relationship with and then they join that rhythm they regularly attend that rhythm you're going to accidentally create this event centered community and that is going to really uh cause problems with it having this relational center and a community needs to have a relational center so how does this work so the first thing you'd involve them in is some kind of personal relationship rhythm we're going to talk about that we think that often is going to uh, start with a meal of some kind. And so th- and this is not going to be categorized as a particularly spiritual rhythm. In other words, there's not going to be worship time going on or a sermon or teaching. It's going to be an opportunity for you to engage in a relationship, get to know each other, get to know each other's name, each other's story, each other's kids, um, and really begin to uh, know and like each other. And that's, that's the first step. And if that really starts to, to happen, then you start to invite them closer into um, the relationship, and they, they then go from there to, to a serving rhythm um, or something that, that continues down that path. And the final rhythm is a spiritual rhythm. Like whichever rhythm you're doing that, that involves things like teaching or worship when we're talking about those things, that would be the final sort of a place that, that they would be invited into after there is a personal connection so that everyone that is in the room, when you are engaged in a spiritual rhythm, they are interconnected relationally. Um, Now that might feel very odd to the way that we think about how to go about this but the way that we're currently doing it, there's virtually no relational connection between people and we're violating so many New Testament verses by not experiencing church in a way that the New Testament prescribes that we mourn with those who who mourn, we rejoice with those who rejoice, we interdepend on each other in the various gifts. That is not happening in the traditional model precisely because of the order that we invite people into and what we call these things. And so you're a part of our church if you attend our spiritual rhythm. That, from the very beginning, is going to violate the whole spirit of what the New Testament is describing as the body. So we're going to talk about that, but but that that is going to be so tempting. And I've made this mistake so many times. I get so excited when I hear somebody who wants to engage in the spiritual rhythm. and I may not know them very well. I don't know their kids. I don't, we haven't developed any kind of relationship. I don't know what their gifts are. I can't really even sense much about their personality, but I can tell they really want a church experience that's smaller, and so I want to invite them to our, you know, a house gathering, and then before I know it, I, it's full of people that we see once a week or once every two weeks when we're doing a spiritual rhythm. Um, that, is, that is not where we want to go with, with what we're, where we're talking about here. We want to create a community, and so the order that you invite people into is really key, and so I want to talk about what what does this look like? What do you want to know, feel, and do if you really adopt this idea of, of making this a relationally centric thing. So what you have to know is that church is about relational interdependence, not attendance. Church is about relational interdependence and not attendance. That, those are totally different concepts. And if you make it about attendance, you will sacrifice that relational interdependence. The way the New Testament describes this body that is so full of life and full of love that it attracts even the non-believing world to, to, to itself it is the love, Jesus said, between the disciples that is going to create that kind of magnetism. And so if you create a whole blueprint for church that's based and centered on attendance, you're going to sacrifice that interdependence. That's what we want to know. How do, how do we want you to feel if you're relationally centered? You feel like you care about each person individually and each family. You know them and you care about them. You're wondering how they're doing. You know their stories. You know what they're up to this week. You know what their struggles are right now. You know where their tensions are in their marriage and their parenting. Like that is, and you feel connected to them and to what they're experiencing. That's what it's like to be in a community. And so you have to, when it starts to hit your heart, that's when you know that this is somebody that I'm beginning to experience that level of interdependence on. And so we wanna create rhythms that allow for that to happen naturally. And then what do, we, what do we want you to do? We want you to intentionally pursue each person. And so that means that if you are beginning to see someone come to, let's say, an open supper or some kind of rhythm that's really based on establishing personal relationships and you start to get to know somebody and start to like them, then you want to start to pursue them like you would any other friend. Like, hey, let's hang out. Let's like maybe your family can come over. You know, like I'd love to have coffee. and find out what's going on in your life. Let's, you know, let's do this fun activity together. And so we'll talk more and more about that. But that's what we do: is that when you meet somebody, you want to be friends with them, you pursue them relationally and personally, um, and so that's when things start to they start to uh, naturally uh, move their way into those deeper spiritual rhythms in the community. As you're beginning to personally um, hang out with them, get to know them, and so we're not going to create a situation in which there are lots of attenders and we're kind of feeling like we're hosting what is like big church in the home. That is not what we're headed with this. This is about about really majoring and centering on the relationships and in the love between us and creating an interdependent body. And part of what's really challenging about this and the analogy that, that really has helped, been helpful for me lately is to think about when you're creating community as that, that that really that first layer is a dotted line. It's not a really solid line. I don't quite know who's in and who's out at, at, all, at all times once they get all the way into the center, when they start attending and really investing in spiritual rhythms because we have this relational connection, then it's more of a bright line. I know the people who are in my community that are at that level, but the people who are moving kind of closer or even some who are moving away from the community, they're usually doing it you know, in this sort of dotted line, which is sort of that, that front porch that we're about to talk about of the community itself. But it's really important to think about it's OK to have that permeable membrane that as people are coming in and out of that experience of just getting to know people. That's how it stays organic and not weird. That's how you don't like in the first time you meet somebody, ask them to marry you like this. we got to get to know each other. we got to know and like each other. We've got to trust each other. And so that's that process takes time and it really requires investing and it requires invitation, requires patience. Um, And above all, it requires you to actually love people and love those and care about those people who are coming closer to you. So um, that is a very different way to think about how to invite people in. You're getting to know people as people first. You're getting to love people as people first. And you're providing the space for that to naturally and organically develop. And that's the purpose of these events, these early events, is is to just facilitate the relationship itself. Uh, to developing, so how are you feeling about that? like w- how does that challenge the way that you think about going about uh, these things? Do you find yourself really affected by that gravitational pull of the, d- the traditional model, really wanting to invite people into spiritual rhythms you know as the first thing? Um, are you comfortable with the idea of developing those relationships as the as the core in the center? Are you sure you really want to do this i mean this is this is kind of a moment to decide like is this what I want like there 's a lot of advantages to just creating attenders and not making the center relationships, because that does require a lot of us. It requires us to be to interdepend on the body itself and really love each other. And that is what is needed, is that deep love. And so how are you doing? Is the Holy Spirit pouring that love into your heart for people? Is that something that you really want, or do you, do you like the idea of community more than the people itself? This is, this is where that real the rubber, rubber really hits the road with that tension is how are you going to be engaging people? Are you really gonna get to know them and love them, or do you want to really fill out or fill up uh, events in your rhythms and wanna think about church in that traditional sense? So take some time, I'd love for you to journal if you feel real profound tensions here. This was very challenging for me. This, this is one of the most challenging aspects. Again, I feel very institutionalized in that sense. I want to, and all of my muscle memory is really designed towards just inviting people to events. And then maybe later, we'll see if we become friends and develop a personal connection. And so this has been a really challenging reversal for, for me personally, and I think for a lot of other people. Some people, this is very intuitive. For them. But this this has been challenging for me. And so if that's challenging for you, take some time, really think about what this requires. Um, and we'd love to talk more with you about how you're processing this tension during our coaching.
1: Well, friends, thanks for listening to today's episode. If this teaching stirred something in you and you and your family are sensing any kind of calling or a pull to maybe go down this path in community, We'd love to be a resource to you as you explore this. So if that's you, we want to invite you to join our coaching intensive called A House for Community, where we're going to combine online content and personal coaching for you to provide you with the teaching and the tools and definitely the encouragement that you're going to need to see your home become a house for healthy kingdom relationships. For more information and to apply for this coaching intensive, go to 1kh.org community coaching. We'll see you guys for the next episode.